Hey, appreciators. Welcome to the Professional Appreciators Podcast. On today's show, we are going to be talking about two of the most talked about movies of the summer. One that just came out, Prey, mm-hmm. and one that's been out for three or four months now, probably. Mm-hmm. Uh, and especially on streaming, it's been out. We're talking about The Black Phone and Prey. Prey. So two horror movies, I guess you could say they both fit in that. I'm so kinda, numb now. Yeah. I just... Everything's a horror movie. The new Barbie movie with Margot Robbie's a horror movie. That's the movie. scariest movie I've yeah. seen. <laughs> scariest movie. Uh, yeah, so we're going to be talking about that. And I think the question is, do these movies live up to the hype? Mm-hmm. Because I know we just yeah. watched The Black Phone at your house the other night. And there was like, oh, this is like the best horror movie of the year almost kind of discussion. The vibe was, yeah that it was the best yeah so or, or, or that that it was very good everyone very was strong. coming out saying this is a very strong movie yeah and uh i personally i think i watched it i don't know pretty objective as, as objective as you can after you've heard some things about it oh yeah you had like glasses on notes yeah you had a, you had a <laughs> notepad like a, a little uh sweater with buttons on it yeah you had a yeah. scarf on and it yeah. was like August? It was very weird how as, you watched that movie. Yeah, as objectively as I could, yeah. I watched it. Um, and I did feel like it was... I, I I feel like everyone was saying it was very good. I would say that it was fine. It was fine. But That's, not like not like fine. You know, like, no, like fine. Like fine. Not f- fine. Oh, mm-hmm. fine. No, fine. Like a lower register. Mm-hmm. Fine. But uh, yeah, I just... Um, I think the great things about the movie were like the premise was really solid. Like the story for a horror movie or especially like a kidnapping movie was really different and yeah. interesting. And, uh, there was like very rich framework, mm-hmm. I think in the movie, which was nice. And yeah. I appreciated that. I just felt like it didn't quite bring it home. Yeah. Well, it was interesting because, I've heard for a while now that Scott Derrickson's next film was the black phone, like going back a couple of years. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, that's a Joe Hill short story. For those who don't know, Joe Hill is Stephen King's son. He yeah. uses his middle name as his last name. And it was from his very first short story collection, which at the time I hadn't read yet. I'd read all of his other short story collections and his novels. But I was like, Oh, I need to go back and read that collection. It's his first one. Yeah. So about, I'd say, I think in 2020, I read it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, it, and not to make this a review of that short story collection, but it's like, oh, this is obviously an author's very first collection of short stories. Like it's right. some of the first stories he ever wrote all in a collection. Right. And when I got to the black phone, I was shocked like at how short it was. Yeah. And like how I liked it. But I was thinking I had already knew at that point they were making a movie. And I'm like, how do they make this into a movie? It's like it put the short in short story. It's like a 10 to 15 page story. And it's all in this basement. Yeah. And I'm just like, (laughs) like, even if you do like an hour and a half movie, where is the story going to come from? Sure. So going into that, I was very curious and I, I see what they did to flesh out the story. And I think in certain ways they made the right choices. Like, they added a lot more of him trying to escape in the right. movie. So, and I thought right. those were some of the best scenes, like especially yeah. when he um, makes it through the kitchen and the living room, and he's trying to unlock that, like kind of that 
school locker yeah, lock. Yeah. You know, those things that are terrible. You're like, wait, do I spin it left first or right first? <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's I was I I very much felt seen by that part yeah. of the movie because I was like, this a hundred percent, I'm not getting out of the house. Yeah. There's no, no way. I'm dead. Yeah. Like, it's like, wait, it. do I spin it three times? Do I pass zero three times first? And then go into the you know, yeah. it's just Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we've all been there. I thought that scene was great because it's ten. It's tense. You have Ethan Hawke like half asleep, and then you're like, oh, and then the getting through the freezer and all those escape stuff added really great tension. Yeah, I thought that was great. The the twist of the brother who lives with him at home. Um, if I remember correctly, there was someone else who lived in his house. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, the grabber, which yeah. we're gonna have to have a conversation about where the the term the grabber ranks in <laughs> the horror movie. Uh, pantheon of like killer names yeah yeah not going i mean i'm not gonna say that it's high i mean the the grabber is like if you work in an office environment and there's a guy who's known to be a little handsy with women like you you call him the grabber like a family member who's a little yeah you know not like you don't graduate to murderer not the next horror you know kind (laughs) of yeah anyway yeah um the way they made the brother try and investigate i thought was a nice little twist though they didn't really utilize it a ton yeah and the uh the daughter helping the police was the was the one added thing that i thought this didn't actually end up going anywhere right because i feel like they added the storyline with the sister and her dreams and trying to help the police as a way to eat up runtime because it ultimately didn't matter because by the time she got them there it was the wrong house (laughs) And he had already gotten out himself, so I'm like, "Yeah, why did we spend so much time with the sister?" And I'm like, "It just seems like they just wanted something cool and creepy with visions, yeah, to cut to 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 make it not all in the basement." Yeah. So that's where I'm like, I can see from a screenwriting standpoint, it wasn't the sharpest because it didn't all coalesce. Mm-hmm. But the main things I felt like the relationship between the main kid who got kidnapped. Ethan Hawke and him trying to escape and the tension there was what worked. And I, I think that was the bread and butter of the movie anyway. Yeah. And so that's why ultimately like I did enjoy it. I think the, um, I don't have any problems with the scenes with Ethan Hawke in the basement, like him getting the phone calls. Mm-hmm. Um, the, uh, I don't, I think uh, the, those are the parts of the movie I enjoyed the most, but it was really, really hard to stay in the movie because and this is probably my number one complaint was the acting outside of the house outside of the main kid who was kidnapped in ethan hawk yes mm-hmm. i felt like and i actually think the little girl was awesome yeah, like she was, she good was really good mm-hmm. but the scenes in the school the scenes at home with the dad the scenes with the detectives mm-hmm. i felt like all of those scenes took me out of the movie because yeah. I'm no acting expert and I, I understand that it's very difficult to act. I'm not like, I don't mean to be throwing stones like unnecessarily, but I just felt like the acting personally took me out of the movie instantly. We both, when that movie starts and it opens with the dad, like blowing up on the kids, it was so over the top and like it went from zero to 60 really fast. And like that actor who played the dad, I've seen him in a lot of stuff. He's yeah. a good actor. Yeah. Um, I can't remember his name, but... I've seen him in things and he's been great. Yeah. So I don't know if it was... 
I don't want to put the fall on him. I just think it maybe wasn't a, a good fit because yeah. he's, he's normally not that kind of role. Well, it like it was and almost it just, it, we we laughed. When it was he like comedic. Got, it we was laughed like, when he blew up. It was weird. It, it had the opposite effect on me. Like it wasn't scary. I was not scared of the dad one bit. The thing that made me feel something was the kid actors because they were upset whenever it was like yeah. they started acting. It was like, oh, that brought me into the movie a little more. And but his yeah, his stuff just took me out completely. Like it made me laugh. Well, I was like, like, no one The bullying too was like over the top because the yeah. bullying was like, we're gonna straight up have a Mortal Kombat fight and bully you that way. <laughs> yeah. And look, I I've read stuff on Twitter where Scott Darrison like talked about like how he was bullied as a kid. So yeah. like I understand the impulse to put that in and and make it from a story part, like make you really empathetic. To yeah. the main character, but also, you know, it's a whole it, the movie. I think ultimately is trying to be about abuse and victims standing up for themselves. Yeah. So I understand why they put bullying in, but the way the bullying is so drastic, like again, yeah. it felt like a Mortal Kombat fight. Like it was. Yeah. And you know what? I wasn't a kid in the eighties, so I don't know if bullying in high in schools was actually like that. But at least growing up in my in my situation bullying wasn't that over the top it was more subtle yeah still harmful but yeah. i don't know the bullying well, didn't seem real either yeah and really it was more the dialogue of the bullying because the physical stuff was over the top but i don't you can't say one way or the other right. who had what happened to the, you know what right. i mean so it's like that is kind of neither here nor there but like the dialogue of the bullying and a lot of that stuff was very over the top yeah, just for me just really like cookie cutter bullies. And, yeah yeah i and again i'm disappointed a little bit because though there were parts of the movie i really enjoyed and thought were great um it's kind of that same thing that happened with texas chainsaw this year ah. where i feel like we have a good setup we have mm -hmm. great themes happening and because this is a horror movie it gives us the ability to touch on some of these more difficult topics. And I feel like it's just like we have a real opportunity here to have mm -hmm. an awesome like um, resolution in this movie uh, about some of these more difficult things. And it just kind of missed. Like I felt like Texas Chainsaw was kind of the same yeah. way. It was like, oh, man, it, it was so like close. Like it was just right there, you yeah. know, and it just kind of missed. Yeah, I felt like. Yeah, again, I think the best way to say is like by the end, you don't feel like it all coalesced. I yeah. feel like there was a bunch of separate elements, and I think the main element for me worked. Like I thought it was tense and riveting at times, and um, but the stuff outside, like you said, outside of the basement, just was. You kind of would start looking at your phone, or you know, right? You would kind of relax and. Outside of a main stretch in the middle, there wasn't even a ton of tension within the basement. It yeah. was, you know, kind of just filler and him talking to the the previous victims, which was great. But there wasn't like anything tense about that. And I, I yeah. saw him try because he would introduce the previous victims, the previous kids, and they'd come in and like be floating and be covered in blood. But like yeah. the horror of it didn't really land of like seeing the like i didn't find the previous victims scary and maybe they weren't supposed to be scary but i got the sense they were supposed to be at first i felt as if i knew they were friendly the whole time so yeah. it just never really struck me as like so i was like it feel the way you're shooting it feels like you want me to find them scary but they're not so it's kind of like a mixed signal yeah 
And so I was like, okay. And the phone wasn't that creepy. I feel like in the story, the phone, there was more time in the beginning where the phone was way more mysterious. I feel like in the movie, we knew what the phone's purpose was right off the bat. It's not connected, and the spirits of the kids are talking to him. In the in yeah. the short story, if I remember correctly, you're like, who is talking to him? Like, this is weird. Yeah. And it's only then later revealed, oh, it's been the previous the victims. Kids. In yeah. the movie, I think because it's visual, you immediately go, it's the previous it's victims. The kids. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, I just think that the even some of the backstory i would have almost enjoyed it more if instead of giving us some of these more expositional scenes with the detectives and like the sister right. and the bullies and stuff like that we would have gotten a little more maybe some backstory on ethan hawk's character or the kids relationship with their dad and the mom mm-hmm. just kind of like spending a little more time enduring these characters to us and like letting yeah. us know more about them and giving them more depth. Yeah. I w- would have kind of preferred it. I think it go that direction. Well, there's that. I mean, obviously if you, you know, add more character depth to a movie, it could be good, yeah. but I think it, an easy solution for them and maybe a segue to pray is honestly, maybe the, the choice was to just make it even more simple and cut out more characters and make it more about the basement Mm. and just find more ways to make the struggle in the basement longer Yeah, and to have more objectives. So like instead of, you know, you have the freezer and the lock upstairs, but like maybe add some more elements where he escapes, but gets stuck. And there's, there's more things to the house that we didn't realize. And he gets stuck somewhere else. Like that was the beautiful thing about prey is it was, so simple and they really just uh hunker down in the cat and mouse game of the main girl and the predator and just kept elevating the stakes and tension where i feel like in the black phone you didn't need all these subplots you just needed the kid in the basement and the grabber yeah (laughs) and them having a longer extenuated cat and mouse game and if that means your movie is just under an hour and a half so be it you know it's a really fun breezy quick scary heart pulsing hour and a half movie it didn't need to be an hour 45 you could have yeah you know like that's where my mind went where yeah Yeah, i think you could be right there and 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 especially just with prey as an example of that because uh prey i really liked Mm -hmm. and um one of the things i enjoyed the most about prey was what you mentioned it's kind of simplicity in story but also they didn't they didn't depend on the previous predator films Mm -hmm. to prop up their movie yeah if you remove the predator from that movie and put in any predator yeah of you know some sort of wild animal or Uh, a group of a wild frenchman yeah (laughs) anything yeah it's still kind of is an interesting film exactly uh and i think that's kind of an interesting way to think about it was this just this cat and mouse game with um obviously the characters mm-hmm. we we were endeared to the characters like pretty quickly yeah and uh so we care about these characters immediately yeah. and so it, the stakes are like feel real to us as an audience whenever they start going after the predator because when we see the predator because 
of the way that it's been such a cultural thing. Yeah. We know exactly like, like, Oh, here we go. This is not good yeah. for you, but you don't know it yet. You know? Yeah. Um, okay. Well, before we dive into pray, yeah, let's give our oh, yes. ranking of the black phone. So out of five black phones, oh, we're going with black phones. I mean, okay. come on. It's <laughs> what else are we going to do? Like, <sighs> Hands, mullets, grabby hands. I don't know. <laughs> the grabber, uh, frozen meat. I don't know. Like what else would it do? Pit bulls. Uh, yeah, black. Oh, black balloons. We I guess we could do black. Balloons. Oh yeah, black yeah. balloons. There you go. Yeah. So out of five black balloons, I would give this um, two point five. Two point five. A half filled balloon at the very end. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I can and, see. I can see. And you, before you started talking. It was two, and you got 0. 0.5 out of me. Yeah. With Before you started talking, it was just one single deflated balloon. <laughs> um, okay, yeah, so I, I think on Letterboxd, I gave it three and a half out of five. I think as time goes on, I've realized it, like, it kind of is forgetful. Like, sure. It hasn't stayed in my brain. Sure. So I, I would say maybe today I'd probably give it a solid three out of five black balloons. Yeah. But, you know... I don't know. I'm also open to three and a half, but I think today after a full week of it kind of disappearing from my mind, sure. I still think it's a solid three out of five black balloons. You get what you paid for uh, with everything in the basement. And, yeah. you know, yeah, it didn't fully like hit you in the gut or in the heart with the whole crescendo of all the previous victims coming to help him to take down their abuser i still thought that was the right way to go and i thought it was kind of cool to see the idea that okay even if the past victims are gone there yeah. still is a way that their information what happened to them could help a, a current or future victim and take yeah. down their abuser i thought that, I, that's a good message and I sure so, it yeah. didn't totally coalesce but i thought it was in the right place and i think at the end of the day hour and hour 40 movie it's a solid watch mm -hmm. you know especially yeah. if you just put it on streaming on peacock and i think sure. it'll be fine so and you know if you're if you're kind of not a huge horror fan and these kind of movies get to you like i think you'd maybe get more terror from it than someone who yeah watches a ton of horror movies i completely agree so like if you're someone who dips your toes in the horror movies and they easily get you rattled. I think this one will will do the job. There are certain people we know that would have been fully yeah destroyed by right. this movie, like from a terror standpoint. Mm -hmm. But I think, like as we mentioned before, you and I just have seen quite a few now. You know, we've yeah. seen so many horror movies now. It's like we're just coming from a different yeah. place. Our horror movie bucket is fuller than other people's. Our so. horror, our horror movie bucket of discarded limbs is a little fuller <laughs> yeah so i i guess in the end the grabber didn't fully grab us <laughs> he let us slip away wow you you, you hit the nail on the head yeah. there buddy there you go there you go <laughs> no, his, fully hands, his hands were a little too oily a little too greasy he had recently eaten an italian sandwich with a little extra oil on it <laughs> yeah and it's just hands. He we just was, got through. He was slicked up, and then just, we just slipped right through. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, the black phone unfortunately didn't fully live up to the hype. Yeah. Uh, but there's another movie that came out recently mm. that I think for the both of us did. Yeah. So we talked about it a little bit. Let's dig into it. Prey. Yeah. Man, what a fun movie! It's a blast, man. It's like that perfect midground between. If you say you don't watch scary movies, 
but you like thrillers, if mm -hmm. you're that kind of person, I think yeah. this is that perfect kind of spot to be because it is part action, part thriller. And there's a little horror in it, little yeah. terror, um, but not too much that it's not fun, you know? Yep. So, yeah, I, I thought this movie was an absolute blast to watch. Um, and like you said, one of the best things about it is they just kind of they kind of keep it simple. Yep. And they focus on the important stuff. What was like, what was your favorite part about the movie? Like, what did you think they did really, really well? Um, I, th I think from a storytelling perspective, just they have their simple core tension with our heroine, our main protagonist, the yeah. woman. Um, the whole thing, like she lives in a very patriarchal society, back in the past and mm -hmm. like she is a skilled hunter tracker but she's not taken seriously it's simple we everyone understands and relates to it and they didn't have to like overly hit us over the head with it, it was just simple like the guy's just like well don't bring her along don't she wants to so that just like the the prove herself nature of it instantly makes you want to root for her so you already you already got us with that so even like you said, if you didn't even have the predator come in and it was just a, a tiger, the whole movie, yeah, like a ferocious tiger or lion or whatever they thought they were hunting mm -hmm. and she was the one who could finally get it. That in and of itself is a worthwhile story for her yeah. as an arc. Yeah. But then you just throw in the predator and all the modern, you know, glitches that he brings to that type of, you know, pre-industrial culture. Yeah. It's just so fun. It's just so fun seeing hunter gatherers fight this advanced technological thing and yeah. and how that makes it possible to constantly up the stakes yeah so the simple stuff of like her figuring out that that herb or whatever cools her body temperature and you watch her discover that yeah and the way in which she plays with that and how you bring in the the Frenchman hunting and you can have a lot of fun because you're instantly like, oh, these hunters stink. Like, and then no, the worst. Yeah. it just gives you the authority as a filmmaker to just like, okay, well, we can just have the predator tear into them and no one's gonna care. Yeah, you know what I mean. It just that's fun and it's indulgent yeah. and I, I, it's just as simple as they paced it really well with constantly elevating the stakes. Yeah. So it just constantly got more and more dire, and they had a simple story of can this this girl prove herself to her culture. Yeah. And again, it's easier said than done. Like you could tell that to any writer and be like, okay, it's that simple. Do that. But it's right. harder to do it. But they, they pulled it off and they made it look easy. Yeah. And I think it was, it was nice too, just to kind of have in the background. Um, it was pretty obvious that the predator was, is there to take down the most powerful. Oh yeah. That was a great on little planet. That was a great little addition yeah. to where it makes sense why she's getting away all the time is. Yeah. He he sees her through the lens of her culture even too. Yes. And it's like, oh, well, she's not a threat. I've watched these humans. It's the males, you know, and right. that was just a nice little like, okay. Well, yeah. and like they hint at it, I think, with the grizzly bear. Like he's there. Like it was cool to that they gave the predator a motivation mm -hmm. where it was like he had a purpose for being there. Like right. it wasn't like he didn't just like crash or, you know, whatever it was, yeah. he had a real purpose for being on that planet. Yeah. It was like, my purpose is to take down the most powerful yeah. creatures he's, on the he's planet. He's in it for the love of the game. Yeah, Our exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's why you, you just don't feel bad when he dies because yeah. you're like, well, that's well, kind of what he... He went out he... doing what he loves. Yeah, he, 
<laughs> yeah, he did. He really did. Uh, Just murdering weaker people. <laughs> which, man, a genius uh just ending for the predator i thought yeah what a cool just idea to have um but no i really really enjoyed that the predator kind of everyone had their own separate motivations yeah and um really our main character's motivation didn't begin as a way to prove herself but it Mm -hmm. ended that way right really it was to safeguard her family and her friends yeah um but uh ultimately she reveals herself as the top predator yeah she's the alpha she's the alpha she's the alpha but uh yeah i loved it man and again i mentioned before just that idea of they didn't they didn't rely on previous predator movies to prop up their thing yeah it was a completely original environment it was a completely original group of people mm-hmm. it was it felt it just all around just felt fresh yeah and let's talk for a minute about how the movie looked right because well, i re- thought there were quick, some beautiful the, just to piggy off what you said piggyback what you said yeah. um this could easily be someone's first predator film oh yeah and that's that's kind of cool yeah this yeah there's no there's no um they don't rely on previous storylines previous characters yeah like anything like that to, to prop this movie up, which I think was just the way to go because uh, there's something in my brain whenever I see previous IP mm-hmm. that I'm like, oh, well, it looks like it's going to be kind of a cheap kind of rip off of the previous thing. Yeah. But it was like, this looked nothing like previous Predator movies. And so it immediately drew me in and i was like oh this is something completely it feels completely fresh and completely different i mean yeah so the visuals yeah it it looked great location the use of like actual locations and honestly like i said it during the movie i was like i just love that the predator himself isn't overly cgi'd like you can tell most of that was practical and like looking behind the scenes just the makeup and costuming like even in raw footage, he looks terrifying. And, like, I'm sure they touched him up yeah. a little bit yeah. to make some of the seams go away. But even in behind-the-scenes footage, just the full makeup and costume, I'm like, if I saw that walking around, I would, I would pee my pants. Yeah, you know? I'd be like, terrified. So yeah. I just love that he looked so tactile and real, and that really does make a difference. Yeah, it makes a huge difference. And I think people have known that forever, but it's just really nice to see yeah. people make the hard decision now of yeah. like we're we're going to use less CGI and more practical because it always pays off in the end. Yeah. Well, the answer is a blend of both. Like you just you blend yeah. both and you don't lean too hard on one or the other. And you have to use the tools you have available to you. Yeah. But um I think that there's an obvious quality difference and you see that in the way that like we still watch Alien and yeah. love it. Like we still watch the thing and mm-hmm. love it. And it's still kind of terrifying in in its own way. And it's like those Mm -hmm. practical horror effects just hold up through the years like so much better, in my opinion. And uh, I think that Predator utilized that in a really good, or Prey utilized that in a really good way. Um, Yeah, but I, I really, from the opening shot of the movie, I was like, wow, this 
movie's gorgeous. Like it's yeah. well, and it kind of makes me sad that it was a straight to streaming. It's mm-hmm. like, oh man, if I would have saw this in Dolby on a like, big screen. Ooh. Oh man, I hadn't even thought about that, dude. Yeah, that would have been. That on Dolby. Oh. It would have been awesome in the theater. Yeah. It really would have been. Mm-hmm. Man, that should get a theater run. Let's, it really should. I would go see it if Hulu. It, Put just put it out like yeah. one weekend only special event. Like I'll buy a ticket and go. I'll buy two tickets. Yeah, one for me. <laughs> yeah, and one for Evan, and then yeah. one for a poster of the Predator to sit next to us. Yeah, exactly, man. That would be awesome. I I would love that for that to get. Well, a actually, we need to bring a dog to the movie because shout out, shout, shout out, out to our to good, dog, our good. Man. I think it was a, I think it was a girl dog. I think about it. I don't know. I mean, I couldn't tell. I couldn't. I mean, yeah. It was like, I wasn't looking, Andrew. Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, no, I, I think I just saw something behind the scenes where people were like, oh, shout out to you. And it was like the way they named the dog. I was like, oh, that, I think that's a girl dog. But yeah, but that, that would make sense if it was a girl dog. To like, it would make perfect sense. It would sense. make perfect sense. Yeah, so you're right. Let's just say it is. It's a know? girl dog. Yeah. yeah. But uh, no, I loved that dog. I feel like the dog was, if anything happened to that dog. Oh yeah. Well, Anna kept Anna kept saying, "If this dog bites it, like I'm walking out. I'm like, out of here." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, that dog was the best, man. Uh, maybe we should do a separate podcast on best movie dogs. Best movie dogs. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Wonder what would be a good time for that. Like, is there like a National Dogs Day or something? Oh like, man, that would be perfect. Yeah, I'm sure there. Dogs. There has to be a National Dog Day. There has to be. Um, no, but we could do like. Air Bud. We got to put that in our back pocket when we're yeah. struggling for topics like yeah. just best movie dogs. My dog Skip. Yeah. Prey. Um, uh, oh, I am Legend. The dog from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. dude, that's a good boy. Yeah, that was yeah. a real good boy. Uh, no, but overall, I mean, I really, really loved Prey. I mean, I would recommend it for sure that people go see it. Mm-hmm. If you like the original Predator movies, you are gonna really enjoy this movie. If you haven't seen a predator movie in your entire life you're still gonna like this movie um yeah. yeah i i would put it put it up there uh i've of movies i've watched this year i really really enjoyed and had fun watching Brad. yeah well the best way i can describe it is you know there are those types of movies where you're constantly going oh snap you yeah. know like that's this movie We're yeah like, oh yeah, yeah 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 exactly yeah you're like, wow 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 wow, wow. Wow. Okay. Anyway. So, how many? Ooh. How many? Bear? No. How many? Good dogs. Gr- how many green goose? Uh, <laughs> green goose. How many wrist arrows? How many wrist arrows? Oh, what was that shield thing he had? Like. The... Oh yeah, he had like some. That was crazy. That was, that thing was dope. That was really cool. I forgot about that. Yeah. It was like a blade shield, mm-hmm. like a like a retractable. Uh, Captain America shield. Yeah. Uh, I guess like yeah. How many arrows? I don't know. I don't know. Powerful women. <laughs> how many powerful women out of five? I give this movie. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh man. Um. Well. We could just go predators. Yeah. How many predators out of five? Yeah. Okay. Well, I will give this a solid four strong women out of five. <laughs> okay. Well. Four, I was four predators out of five. Solid. I was feeling three point eight, but I'm gonna give it four. Yeah, I'll give it. I'll just round up to I four. Lo- I love motivating you to round up. 
You do. You do motivate me to round what up. What really is the difference between a 3.8 and a 4? Just like, life is short. That's Give true. it a solid 4. <laughs> Dan Trachtenberg and life. the crew of that movie life. did not spend two years of their lives trying to get an untrained dog to do the right stuff. For a 3.8 star. Life is short. Give it four. Yeah. <laughs> That's if I, true. If I was a filmmaker and I put my blood, sweat, and tears and some guy like, on the internet really? was like, was like, Three I'm going I'm to hold back 0. 0.2 points from this movie. I would throw all of my hey, camera equipment you're out right. the window. You're right. <laughs> I don't disagree with you. You're right. I would I would rather you give me like two stars no, than you, 3.8. You are right. Yeah. Okay. Four powerful women. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, yeah. Well, that's what's so frustrating is like all the incels on the internet are like, like you're telling me uh, a a pre-industrial woman beat down a predator. It's like um, like the whole point of the movie was that he wasn't taking her seriously, and that's how she was able to, you know, yeah. yeah. Just how you're not taking her seriously, like you are the predator, <laughs> in probably more ways than one. You know what oh, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, that oh, that was man. frustrating. But anyway. Yeah. I feel like, yeah. So, okay. <laughs> Here's how we can end it. Um, I've been thinking about this. I don't have an answer yet, but what is the next setting and or time period you want to see a predator come into? Because honestly, I would watch 10 more movies of just the predator, a predator showing up at like different points in time. Oh, yeah. Like, I honestly... I think it's pretty, it's a really cool idea that they had for Prey mm-hmm. because, I mean, I'm no historian, but I'm, this we know. I'm pretty sure this was the Comanche and yeah. they were known as being like the best horseback warriors. I'm right. pretty sure. I'm no historian, but I'm pretty sure they were like well known as being like the most dangerous warriors yeah. of that time. So I think taking that idea... And carrying it forward or backward mm-hmm. to where, where it's like, what is the most dangerous warrior of this time period? Um, and then, like, I that that's kind of a cool premise, right. I think. Right. So, like, what what about Predator showing up in like Viking times? So, like, think the Northman meets Predator, Dude. and combining those movies. Uh, Amleth. Is yeah. that his name? Amleth or whatever. I, yeah, I would buy a ticket yeah. to Amleth v Predator. <laughs> now, okay, here's another one I just thought of. Hear me out now, okay? Okay. I'm because here. it's still and you're you're really big into this. It's kind of mysterious how Hitler actually kind of <laughs> ended. Is he still sure, alive? Sure, Did sure, sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh huh. The Predator at the end of World War II comes down and encounters Hitler running away. Yeah. And it's the remaining Nazis and Hitler versus Predator. Dude, Dude, can I feel you like imagine? no one will say, no one will say a bad thing about a predator coming down and just absolutely See, ripping into Nazis. That's where, yeah, if it's Nazis, that's why I thought of it. You get yeah. full permission from the audience, like you can annihilate these human Do whatever beings you want. and it's morally okay. Like, kind, of, kind of like that movie, uh, um, what was it? Like something Lord, like Warlord or uh basically it was like a zombie nazi movie oh 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 um overlord overlord yes. that's what it is yeah, yeah, it's yeah. kind of like that oh yeah okay where yeah. it's just like the nazis are turning into zombies and they're just like creaming them and it's yeah. like this is fine like <laughs> yeah i don't this is yeah no one is against this mm-hmm. uh 
But yeah, that's a pretty good idea. I think that'd be dope. I mean, some people think he escaped to South America. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So it could happen in like the jungle in South America. So Hitler in the jungle with his remaining Nazi bros. Yeah. Versus the Predator. That versus would, the honestly, predator. dude, let's write this right now. This is pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, we'll have to cut this out of the podcast yeah. so nobody yeah, gets Yeah, don't steal idea. this idea, please. Uh, <laughs> in, in four years, here comes yeah. the Nazi Predator movie. <laughs> yeah. Dan Trachtenberg, we have the sequel to Prey. Yeah, man. Right. Yeah, you better be you ready. ready to hear it. Yeah. Here it comes. <laughs> that would be dope. <laughs> okay, well, yeah, so... Black phone didn't live up to the hype, but Prey definitely lived up to the hype. More than so, I w- more than I would say. Yeah. Um, I mean, I I would rank Prey still behind like the Batman and uh, mm-hmm. Top Gun, but yeah. I I, th- I think it's safe to say Prey's in that top five, top six slot of the year still. You know. Yeah. Oh, I mean, behind the Northman, behind the Batman, behind Top Gun, but it's you know it, it's right it's right there under those yeah i really enjoyed it and and i think like to a certain extent like the story you know it it doesn't quite have like the batman is the like it has all that backstory all that history Mm -hmm. top gun is kind of the same way a little bit i think out of the movies we've talked about top gun might be like the most emotional to me yeah which is weird but it is weird it really is it really hit those emotional it, it beats. really did resonate yeah. emotionally it did yeah so yeah but yeah a solid addition to kind of end the summer months of the movies i don't i could be wrong i don't think there's many more big movies coming out this summer i've I, seen some interesting like uh indie films and some stuff yeah. like that like that look interesting coming down the pike but yeah but crimes, term, of the, crimes of the future i think is in coming terms up. of like like the actiony kind of yeah, movies yeah, yeah. for the summer i think prey is kind of like the the kind of final one but yeah, i could envelope. be wrong yeah could be wrong well there's that idris elba movie where he's like him and his family Getting are chased by a lion which honestly if you would have told me that i was like that's stupid but i saw the trailer a couple weeks ago and i was like it doesn't look terrible well it's like cujo but with a lion yeah or uh it makes me think of uh ghost in the darkness mm-hmm. the val kilmer movie a little bit yeah it could be something there yeah well oh yeah so we gave our rating so four i think we're both four out of whatever four out of five for predator masks yeah um yeah so i think that does it for this episode um if you were watching these reviews on youtube you can go to the link in the description and listen to the full podcast discussion where we broke down the black phone and pray uh you can go back and watch our breakdown of the better call Saul finale and uh if you have been watching this or listening to this podcast for a while you know evan and i are big heat fans Mm. massive heat fans this could honestly just be a podcast about heat and uh so the stuff you're about to say yeah so heat (laughs) two heat two came out this last week i'm about 100 pages in uh and when we both get done with that story or at least read or listen to a good portion of it mm-hmm. evan and i think have plans to do a big like heat to breakdown yeah honestly like i want to be on the forefront of the internet talking about heat too yeah so i'm going to try and tear into this novel and i'll do the same done. I'll do the same. So we can be kind of like the leading voices of breaking down the Heat 2 story. There's a lot to talk about. There's a lot of kind of prequel to it, backstory. Evan and I found out that Vincent Hanna, Al Pacino's character, is from our neck of the woods, yeah. which is like from mind-blowing. Our area, like our town is mentioned 
Yeah. In the book. In his, in his backstory where he grew up in Southern Illinois. This is just, it's too good. It's, it's really weird to like see that. I hope Pacino's character thought about going to the college that's literally in our town. I live five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, whoa. Okay. From that college. So yeah. So be on the lookout. If you're, if you're a heat head like us, uh, <laughs> be on the, that was our other if podcast. If you're a hot head like us. Did we ever think about hothead as a podcast name? Hotheads? I don't think so. Heatheads? Dang. Seems like a missed opportunity. <laughs> oh, is it too late? Uh, but anyway, if you're a heat head like us, uh, be on the lookout for our Heat 2 discussion. And we're, we're going to have more podcast stuff coming coming yeah. through the work. So be on the lookout. Patreon.com slash why it's great. Why it's great on YouTube. You know the drill. Do all the stuff. Click all the buttons. Click all the buttons. Give us a buck. Yeah. Give us a buck. Give us a thumbs up. Give us a subscribe. Yeah. You know the drill. That's right. All right. I got to leave for work soon. So... Adios. Bye.